0: This is the Cataholus Podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode 9, How to Rest, Relax and Recover Properly. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cataholus Podcast, Episode 9. So we're nearly at the end of our very first season together. Are you tired? (laughs) Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably pretty much exhausted. Well, this is there's two people who've asked me to make a podcast on this topic so I'm mad of my word here we go so i've had people asking me can you help me with my sleep can you help with you know ideas and tips and strategies routines all sorts of things for sleep and yes we're going to go into sleep today so if you find it difficult to sleep if you're in a bad routine if you're not getting enough sleep if you're constantly exhausted we're going to try and help you with that But I wanted to expand it a little bit more and focus on quality rest, because sleep is involved in that. Recovery, because they're not always the same thing. And relaxation, one that often gets overlooked. So where does this come from? Exhaustion. A lot of people right now, I'm I'm guessing you might be one of them, I'm certainly having my moments, feeling exhausted right now. Well, straight away, I want to give you a recommendation of a book that you can go and read or listen to. It's called Why We Sleep and it's by Matthew Walker and it's an excellent book so if you want to go more in depth into this topic check out Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. This is my first thing I'd suggest, take it seriously. Take your rest, take your recovery and your relaxation involved in sleep as well. Take it all very seriously. I've got a phrase that I've used for a few years now with people and every time I say it to them they go, oh yeah that's a good point that. So it's this, especially if you are in business or if you are a parent, or if you're both. You shouldn't perform like a professional and rest like an amateur. So what does that mean? So I'm sure you're working as hard as you can and you're doing great in your job and your roles and your family life. You know, that professional level, that professional status, you're giving it your all. But a lot of people, where they're falling down is they're resting like an amateur. They say, I haven't got time for that, I'm too busy. That's an indulgence, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have a lie-in. I'm not going to have some relaxation. I'm too busy doing this. And the problem is, if you know any elite sports people, their rest and recovery, they will tell you, is probably equal to, if not more important, than their actual performance, because they spend more time resting and recovering so that they can perform. So I want to go into sleep first, because it's probably the best way to rest and recover, and also sometimes to relax. There's all sorts I can say about sleep, and over the years I've grown in my understanding of it a lot, And these are just things that work for me, work for clients. So as always with all of this, just try it out. If it works for you, fantastic. I always say I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, I don't try to be. So please make sure you consult your GP, talk to your local practice, talk to a medical professional if you're trying to make any massive changes to your your sleep. I'm not gonna do anything about medication or anything like that today. So the first one is a sleep cycle. Sleep goes in phases, it goes in cycles. And if you look into it, there's deep sleep, there's REM sleep, there's all these different ones. So you know when like you you kind of you're on the verge of sleep and you're almost asleep, you're still there, and then there's those times you're completely dead to the world, and then there's those times you have vivid dreams, and then there's other times we can't remember anything. They're all kind of to do with different stages and you go in a cycle. Sleep experts they tell us you go through several of these cycles in, in a single night, even with about six or seven hours of sleep. So the first thing is to recognise that you go in a sleep cycle and what is best for you. Now, thinking about a number of hours of sleep that will be optimal for you, a lot of people average is about seven or eight. Now, if you're a parent, obviously you can't get that necessarily if you've got young children. But oversleeping is another problem as well. People say, I need 12 hours every night. You know, good luck getting that at the moment. But what I'm trying to say is that firstly, recognising your sleep cycle is very, very important, meaning... It's not just you're asleep and then you're awake. That's why often, you know, if I have a nap, which I'll come back to, if I have a nap for about 20 minutes, I feel better. If I do 40 minutes, I feel worse. So you know your body and you know your sleep. So start by picking a number that's an optimal amount of hours for sleep and just try it out. Are you better on six, seven, eight? You know, do you know what that number is? It's really important. Like in anything in business, we have a metric. We can measure it. So that's recognising sleep cycles, it's not just awake and asleep. That's why often sometimes people can say, well I've slept a lot but I'm still exhausted. They might not have been able to get into that deep sleep that's very restorative. Another phrase which I've mentioned before is sleep hygiene. So it's like setting up your routine so that you are ready to go to sleep properly. Because like I've just said, there's no point coming off the laptop at half eleven at night and going straight into bed and expecting to go straight into deep sleep. It's not going to happen. So There's various things you can do. Here's something that I really recommend from personal experience. Sleep with your phone outside of your bedroom. I'm gonna say that again. Sleep with your phone outside of your bedroom. I was very fortunate to go on a stress course once called Stress Control, and it was excellent. Uh, People said, you need a space in your house which is safe from stress and pressure that your body and mind associate with rest and restoration. And they said it very simple. They said, the bedroom should be for sleep, and for sex. That's it. And we all kind of giggled. But the more we thought about it, the more I thought, you know, that's right. It shouldn't be for working. It shouldn't be for looking at Instagram late at night, scrolling through stuff. It shouldn't be for responding to emails. If you want to read a book, that's a bit different. So I started putting my phone outside of my bedroom because people say, well, it's my alarm. I won't hear it. You will. You'll hear it if it's plugged into the hallway. And I did that about four years ago and I've never looked back, it's really powerful. So that's the number one thing I'd recommend to improve your sleep hygiene, the quality of your sleep, because if that phone's in the room with you, you're still kind of half switched on expecting messages, waiting for things. It's a really bad habit to get into. So getting the phone outside of the bedroom is a really good thing you can do also limiting time on it just before you go to bed or time away from screen before you go to bed if you wear contact lenses i was at my optometrist last weekend and she said you know if you can take your contact lenses out about an hour before you go to bed put some glasses on it allows your eyes to to rehydrate naturally a lot of people if you wear contacts you get red eyes and you rub them and then you go to sleep and you wake up and they might be even worse because they're they're not properly hydrated or you fall asleep with your contacts in you ever done that (laughs) don't do that it's awful so that's something that you can do uh, to improve your sleep taking the contacts out and getting the phone outside of the bedroom another thing i definitely recommend is getting some blackout blinds or blackout curtains i got a pair of those and i've never looked back because even the slightest bit of light creeping in never mind artificial light even real light it just tricks the brain into thinking "Mm, we need to stay awake here the darker the better seriously it's really, really powerful and if you got into a habit of having a tv on when you fall asleep Again, just say, right, that's not going to help, I'm going to change that. And the final thing on sleep is, (laughs) you might laugh at this, the power of a nap. Now, for a lot of us, we're working from home or we have a hybrid working situation at the moment. And there are actually times in your day where you might think, you know what, I've got an hour for lunch or 40 minutes. I don't actually need 40 minutes to eat my lunch. A 20 minute nap is very powerful seriously don't knock it until you tried it for me personally it really works it really works to just restore me a little bit again i know my sleep well enough if i go 40 minutes or longer i'll go into deep sleep and and i'll wake up and i feel worse but that 20 minutes it does kind of break things up again if you're listening to some latin american countries or in spain little siestas it's part of the culture isn't it it's a really useful thing to check out And it doesn't actually interfere with the quality of your sleep the last thing to say if you're thinking okay that all sounds good but i can't get enough sleep or my sleep patterns are all over the place don't worry about it it's cumulative what does that mean means it adds up over time think of it like this it's how much sleep you get in a week not just every night so if you get four hours one night and then six hours another night okay that's still 10 hours that you've got over two nights and if you can get more at the weekend, get it in. Because it's all, it's all about how much quality you can get throughout about a week period. So think of it like money. you know, Every bit that you invest is worth it, isn't it? Two pounds, two euros, two dollars, whatever. It's all gonna give you some benefit. Think of it with the sleep. The more the better, generally. If your biggest problem is oversleeping, that's not too big a problem. You can just cut back on that. So start with sleep, because sleep is the number one way to rest. As I always say, just give it a Google every single process in your body when you're asleep goes oh thank goodness she's asleep now we can get on with doing this and digestion and growing hair and nails and cell regeneration and protein synthesis and all this stuff that your brain can kind of like take a back seat and all the other processes in your body can kick in it's incredible that's why people say you know if you're working out especially if you're lifting weights you need to rest bodybuilders in the 70s used to take naps in the middle of the day just check it out so that's sleep hopefully that's helpful for you which leaves me quite nicely into rest so obviously sleep is the number one type of rest i'd always recommend if you can get an early night just do it and people often say i don't feel better no but you don't feel worse that's another good way to look at sleep if you have less you'll feel worse you won't always feel better if you have more but you won't feel worse that's a nice way to look at it so in rest There's lots of different types of rest. So the first one I've just mentioned, if you're keeping fit and working out, great. But the growth and the healing comes from the rest, the time away from the gym, away from the weights, away from the running. The the real danger if you've got a type of exercise you like to do is overdoing it. I've definitely done that. So it's when you rest and you stay away and abstain from the training, you actually recover. And abstaining from things is really good, especially over the holidays. Physical time and space away, is a form of rest because the real problem we've got at the moment is overstimulation. if you think about in your body when your body gets stressed out and it releases cortisol try and calm you down too much cortisol in your system you feel terrible or have you ever had a rush of adrenaline and then you have what's called the adrenaline dump and you just feel completely just shattered but you're not tired but you're just really exhausted these are all signs that your body is chemically overstimulated usually by environment so the best way you can do that is to abstain from things, stay away from the TV, stay away from the news, stay away from social media, have some time away from difficult people. Right, Abstaining from things physically is a great way to help you to rest and recover. If you are signed off with stress from work, that's what it is. <laughs> it's saying, right, this thing is a stressor for, for you, take time away from it. All right. So quality rest involves abstaining from things. You know the phrase change is as good as a rest, it's a good one that so mixing things up and having time away abstaining from things watch out for that overstimulation seriously that's a big danger for a lot of people when we're all over stimulated we need to calm down a little bit helps you to rest the next one we're going to look at is relaxation the reason i've put this in here is in my experience working with people especially in business and also my time in education this is the number one forgotten thing People do not make time for it. They don't see the value in it. They think it's an indulgence. They say, I'm too busy, I ain't got time to relax. But then they wonder why they're so tired. Because this is the thing, you can be working hard and getting good sleep and good rest, but you're miserable. Because <laughs> you're working and then resting. And then work, it's like on, off, on, off. There's no wiggle room, yeah? There's no living in between. Relaxation, here's another way to, re- to look at it, as well as being enjoyable. I've mentioned this before if you are stressed out your body has a system called the sympathetic system and it kicks in and it sends your body basically into overdrive because you think there's a threat so there's a new variant of covid or we're going to lose this client i've mentioned these before well what relaxation does is to turn on your para meaning run alongside your parasympathetic nervous system and that basically calms you down and relaxes you and says to your body hey, hey, hey calm down now please remember this your parasympathetic system, it doesn't turn on automatically. We've got to turn it on because how do you know when the, when COVID's gone? How do you know when business is over? How do you know when things are going well or wrong? A lot of our problems and things that exhaust us are invisible or we carry them around in our head. We can't physically see them. So your sympathetic system is switched on to keep you alert, which tires you out. So if you don't do things to turn it on physically, whether that be abstaining from things and other examples I'll give you, it won't turn on and that leads to burnout because eventually your body's just been too overstimulated with all the chemicals and it just goes, I've had enough. And that's actually happened to me. There's always a way back, but you don't want to get there, trust me. So here's a really simple thing. Try and reframe it. Instead of this is an indulgent relaxation for myself and I'm being guilty here because I've got three kids and this business and I shouldn't have time to myself. Think I'm taking care of myself. How can I turn on my parasympathetic system? So it's not necessarily things that you enjoy, your favorite things. It's more things that you know will help to chill you out. So for me, reading is a great one. Not reading with music, not reading with the TV on in the background, reading. Singular things, doing things singularly is a really good way to turn on the parasympathetic system because it brings you back into the present moment, all right? There's a great quote from the main actor from 300, Gerard Butler, and he used to say, um, he doesn't go out and party or anything. When he's out, when he's filming shoots, he goes looking for places where he can run and places where he can relax and recover. And I now understand that, right? He rests like a professional. So think about you. What is going to relax you? Is it just chilling out and time on your own? Is it going to be time with friends? You know, it's, it's up to you what it is. But what I'm trying to say is if you can put that in there, it's a very misunderstood and underused example of resting and recovering, okay? Relaxation is not indulgent it's not it doesn't make you a bad person it's a necessary thing to ensure that you're switching on your parasympathetic system so that you can recover and that improves your energy and your overall quality of life because there's nothing worse is there, than bringing low energy to meetings low energy to projects you're around people you're constantly tired it's a bad feeling that sleep can help recover it a little bit but if you're more relaxed you know you just feel really relaxed you feel very confident your energy is good think about when you're on holiday yeah you can bring that a bit of that energy into your daily life All right, so the last one is recovery. So we've talked about sleep and rest and relaxation. Again, I like to give you a little bit of a different way of looking at it, right? Here's a question for you. What do you need to recover from? What do you need to recover from at the moment? Is it physical things you're trying to recover from? I've got a bit of a shoulder injury at the moment. I'm trying to rehab myself. I'm trying to recover from that. I can't go 100%. I've got to recover from that. It won't heal itself. Is there something mental that you need to recover from? You know, mentally you've had a a bad breakup or you've gone through a difficult time in the business. You know, mentally you think, I need to spend some time with myself to sort myself out because it's really affecting me. Is there something emotionally that's going on that you think, I need to, you know, I'll need to recover from that. I can't really deal with it now. I don't know if I can. You know, has there been a death in the family? You know, something like that, something emotional. You can't just sort that out with a good night's sleep, you know. So thinking what do you need to recover from? I would write those things down. And then you can start to have a plan. So it might be, you know, I've got a shoulder injury, that's a short-term thing, but long-term I'm working on an emotional issue, you know, and that's going to take me a while. And give yourself a time frame to recover from it, you know, so you're kind to yourself. So you're saying, well, you know, it's sleep pattern, I can, I can get this sorted over the next few weeks, I'm going to make a real good effort, then I'm going to have a good bit of rest over Christmas, I'll do some good stuff Mike suggested. But then you might say, well, mentally, you know, it might take me a while, because there's all this COVID stuff it has been difficult, and emotionally, well, there was that death in the family, that might take me years, and that's okay, because then what you're doing is you're managing the expectations in your body, so the body knows how to respond appropriately. Just as a side note, another recommendation, I think it would be really helpful for you. A lot of people in business are introverts, and there's introverts, extroverts, and ambiverts. Without going into too much detail, basically, it means, if you're an introvert, it means you, you like being around people, but that being around them takes away energy from you. It tires you out. Whereas if you're an extrovert, being around people gives you energy. It's nothing to do with shyness or not liking people. And so um, there's a really good book by Susan Cain called Quiet. And that really appeals to the power of introverts. And she says some amazing stats saying, like one in two or one in three people are introverts. So either you're one or you're working with one. And the reason I'm saying that is, an introvert would love to rest and recover with a nice quiet book and sit in bed, whereas you might want to go out and have a party. Both are fine, but they're just different options. And what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of talk on the extrovert side on how to rest and recover. Go hard, go home, You know, work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I, I don't think that's a very helpful message for a lot of people, and we often feel bad because there's almost an element of performance in how we rest and recover. If we're not posting our workout on Facebook, we're not doing it properly. I would suggest just forget all that. Seriously. Um so giving yourself a time frame of things to recover from, yeah. And knowing what's going to help you to rest and recover, yeah. And the final thing I'd say is just take one thing. There's a lot there. You know I like to give you a lot of stuff. Then you got choices. You can pick something. So is it the sleep? Is it rest, relaxation, recovery? Is it more you think oh, I'm a bit of an introvert, I'm gonna look into that a bit. Because how I rest and recover is a bit different to my partner or, you know, my team. Just take one thing. Take one thing but apply it. So say, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the phone outside the bedroom tonight. I'm going to give it a go for a week. See if it improves quality of my sleep. Or I'm going to make some time for relaxation, not just sleep. Or I'm going to check out that book. Just try one thing. Yeah, can't hurt. Can only help. So we're going to come up with something very special for you for episode 10, final episode of this first season. It's gone so quick. So Thank you to everybody who's submitted reviews and supported it so much. It's been great, hasn't it? It's been really fun. And I hope you found it useful. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's been affirming for you and giving you some stuff you can actually go out and do in your life. And until we talk again, just remember two things, as always, that just as you are right now, probably pretty tired. (laughs) Someone loves you very much. And also, your best learning, it can happen outside the classroom. Okay, take care. See you soon.